Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today, and we're so thankful for you. We're thankful that so many want to learn more and more from God's Word. They want to dig deeper, and that's exactly what we try to do right here in Search the Scriptures. And yet, while we look at the Scriptures in depth and detail, we try to explain what those teachings are in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily life. We're thankful that we're able to broadcast God's Word, to teach it on such a widespread basis through the medium of radio, but also through the Internet. As these programs are streamed live over the radio stations, and people, therefore, have access to them all over the world if they have access to the Internet. So we're thankful to be able to teach God's Word on such a widespread basis. We want to encourage you to tell others about the program, and also we want to encourage you to access our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. And when you go to our website, it's free. There's tremendous Bible study material there, resource material for you to continue to study through on your own and grow even stronger in your faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So the more we get into God's Word, the stronger our faith should become and remain. Well, when you go to our website, click on the podcast button, you will automatically receive these radio programs Monday through Friday to your smart device, which whether that's your smartphone or computer or laptop or pat tablet or pad or whatever it might be, it'll automatically go to that smart device. Monday through Friday, search the scriptures, but you'll also receive a whole lot more. You'll receive a daily seven-day-a-week Bible study, a short, about a 13-minute study each day called Today's Bible Class. And you'll receive our Wednesday night Bible class, our Sunday morning Bible class, and all of our sermons. And you'll have access at the website to hundreds of sermons that are posted there that you can download and listen to. And many of those, a great many of those now, are in video format as well. You can also download and study through, read and study through, hundreds of scripturally based and spiritually focused articles. And all of that is free and always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help people get to heaven. So access our website, churchofchrist.com. Take advantage of those tremendous Bible study resource materials that are there for your using and tell everybody else you can about it so they can use those as well and grow spiritually. And our prayer is that ultimately, as your faith grows stronger, you're going to come to God through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him openly, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins. Being reborn spiritually, as Jesus said to Nicodemus, must happen for us to enter the kingdom of heaven. Our prayers are with you, and our prayers are for you. Also, at the end of the program today, we'll tell you how to contact us, and you can Ask for a free Bible study through the postal mail. It's, it's free. It always will be free. All you have to do is ask. So have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready and jot down that information as to how to contact us at the end of the program today. We're going to get back into our study about patience and how important, in fact, how pivotal patience is to our faithfulness and our fulfillment in our Christian life. 
patience is right there at the center. It's crucial again. The word patience, as we noted, is primarily translated from two Greek words, and the New Testament was originally written in Greek. And so one of those Greek words is usually translated long-suffering. That's found in the New Testament 11 times. The other Greek word is translated patience 33 times, patient nine times, and patiently another six times. So different forms of the word patient. That's found then 48 times in the New Testament. So when you put the two words together, the one that's, pri- that's usually translated long-suffering and the other one translated in various forms of the word patient, you find patience spoken of, taught, instructed 59 times, just in the New Testament scriptures. But in addition to that, the principle of patience is found in a number, many more texts in the New Testament scriptures that they, it, they don't use either of those words specifically, but certainly the principle of patience is being taught. Well, again, key to our understanding as to how important patience is, it's emphasized by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, by your patience, possess your souls. Luke 21 in verse 19. We talked about how the Apostle Paul emphasized that God has designed the scriptures to give us patience. Romans 15 and verse 4. And that God is identified as the God of patience. Romans 15 and verse 5. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 20, the Apostle Peter tells us that during all of those hundred plus years, while Noah and his family were constructing the ark, that God was being patient during that time. And that's an incredible, that's an incredible, you know, time period that God was exhibiting patience with humanity, giving human beings time to repent. But there's no record that anyone did except simply the family of Noah and the family of Noah. They were saved in the ark, but nobody else was. Now, why? Because they had become so wicked, humanity in general, everybody, we're to understand, on the face of the earth, with the exception of Noah and his family, they had become so wicked that God decided to destroy them and start over again from Noah and his family. So God exhibited patience, though, still giving humanity time to repent during those hundred plus years, but sadly, nobody did. No record of anybody repenting during that time. Well, but God was patient. Now, God is patient with us while we're still alive in this world. Second Peter 3 and verse 9, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The next verse says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and this earth will be burned up. It'll be destroyed. Our time, as, as far as humanity is concerned, our time will be up. Now, also, when we breathe our last, if we die physically before the Lord comes again on that final day of judgment, then that is when God's patience with us personally and individually comes to an end. But he's still being patient with us 
while we're still living, while we're still breathing, he's still giving us time to learn and come to our senses and make that commitment to repent and come to him through Jesus Christ. Well, as Christians, we need to actively develop, pursue, as the Apostle Paul put it in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 11, patience, patient continuance, patient dedication and faithfulness to God in our personal lives. As we noted, Paul said that patience is part of the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And as Christians, we need to strengthen our faith by continually developing strong patience in our lives. And we need to do that on an ongoing, consistent basis. We look at first, uh, rather, Romans chapter 15 and verse 4 again. We, we keep emphasizing on the program and in our today's Bible class, Bible studies that you can access on our web, at our website for free. We keep emphasizing that faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Well, consistent study in God's word then also teaches us about and produces patience in our faithfulness to God. Romans 15 and verse 4. God is the God of patience again, verse 5 in Romans chapter 15. But again, his patience will be limited by the time that we live upon this earth. And if we don't come to him in repentance, then that period of God's patience comes to an end. We need to take seriously, we need to be thankful for God's patience in our lives, but we need to not take advantage of it in a flippant way and say, well, I've got plenty of time coming. We don't know when our time on this earth will come to an end. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 13, we read this, our Lord speaking, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. He who endures to the end, that stays, stays faithful, patient, dedicated, persevering faithfulness. Not just a belief, that's faith, but the belief put into action is faithfulness. And faithfulness is the power of faith. If our faith is not exhibited in faithfulness, then it's dead faith. James says that in James chapter 2. Going back to James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, James wrote, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. What? Count it joy when we fall into various trials? He goes on in verse 3 and he says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Okay, the trials are going to come. Life throws all kinds of trials at us. But the devil is behind a whole lot of those trials. Trying our faith. But James says, you work your way through that. Remember that God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will always make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And God is faithful to that promise. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. So when we stay faithful to God through our patient dedication in our faithfulness to him, continued obedience, then James says that those trials produce patience. They strengthen our patience. 
When you drop down in James chapter 1 there to verse 12, again, the idea, the idea of endurance, and that's patience exhibited. The word's not used there specifically, but that's the principle of patience again. And here James writes, blessed is the man who endures temptation. The understanding is he endures it without giving into it. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him, who love him and are patiently faithful and dedicated and obedient to him on a consistent basis. Patience. Patience ought to be a natural characteristic of our, our lives as Christians. We go back to Romans again, Paul's Romans letter. And let's look at, verse, at, at chapter 12, and I want us to read verse 12. And here Paul writes, chapter 12 and verse 12 of the letter to the Romans. Rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Now that continuing steadfastly is another principle. Another time, the principle of patience is brought forth or emphasized without using the word specifically. But just before that, he says patient in tribulation. Well, that's basically parallel with what we read in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, when he says, you know, Take joy or rejoice in trials because those trials, as you work your way through those, holding on to God's hand, and as long as you hold on to God's hand, he won't let go of yours, that produces patience in your faithfulness to him. Patience. We need to be patient as followers of God. In fact, again, patience ought to be an identifying characteristic of us as Christians, of our lives, as people who are dedicated to Christ. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3, the Apostle Paul wrote this, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. Patience of hope. The scriptures continually teach us of the hope that God offers us, that hope being eternal life with him in heaven. And those scriptures give us the reason to be patient, and they continue to emphasize and promise and offer us that hope, and that should produce patience, patient, persevering, dedicated faithfulness to God. And of course, true faithfulness is obedient faithfulness. That patience, patience again. What does Paul say there again? Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. Think about that child, young child, he may be struggling with something in his life. Maybe it's at school. Maybe it's with some friends. Maybe it's with a health problem that he's experiencing, and it's an ongoing health problem. It's sad to see children that have to deal with health problems, but that's a reality of life in this world, physical life in this world. That child left on his own, he might lose it all. 
But when his parents continually are there in loving, reassuring ways before him, well, that, pa- that child, he develops patience in the midst of whatever it is that is challenging his life or his well-being or his contentment. His parents' love for him, gentle, consistent love and assuring love for him, that helps him develop and go on with patience. Well, God loves us even more than our parents love us. God is the God of love. In fact, John says a couple of times in his first letter that God is love. God is love. We look at Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. And here the Apostle Paul writes, when he's writing to his co-worker, Titus, he says that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. Now we can understand when God tells us through his word that we need to be obedient. We need to be consistent. We need to be faithful. But notice how many times again the principle of patience is connected to our faithfulness and our dedication and obedience to God over and over and over and over again. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3, uh, once again, we go back there, and what, what does Paul write? He's talking about patience again, and notice again, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love, and patience of hope. You see, the Christian walk, as I keep saying, and it's described as a race in Hebrews chapter 12 in the first couple of verses, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a lifelong endeavor, a lifelong walk, a lifelong race, a lifelong exercise. And we need to recognize it as such and just keep on keeping on. So that's a saying that we've picked up as human beings in dealing with various situations in life. Just keep on keeping on. Well, that's what we need. That's the principle we need to follow in our faithfulness to God. In Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12, the Hebrews writer wrote this, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. When we get a job, do we get paid that first day? No, not in most cases. Do we get paid the second day? No. In fact, we don't get paid usually when we take on a new job, when we're hired in a new job position. We usually don't get paid for the first two weeks because we're earning, and usually the way the, the pay scale is set up, it's, it's you work a week, and then the, you don't get really paid for that week until the following week. But at, at least it won't be until the end of the first week that you work. But usually it's not till the end of the second week. Well, okay, do we quit after a day or two or three? Not if you want to get paid for the full-time work all the way through. Ultimately, if you quit after a day or two or three, you'll get paid for those that day or two or three days that you worked, but you're not going to get the full-time wage. 
until you persevere and patiently put in your time every single day. We understand that principle when it comes to a job. We have to go to work every day. We have to do our job every day, all day long, every day, week in and week out. But we have to do that. We have to be patient in that particular discipline in our work life because the reward is down the road, and that's our paycheck. Now, there can be other rewards, such as financial security and and pension funds and 401ks and all those kinds of things, but those won't be there if we don't patiently do the job day in and day out and week in and week out and month in and month out. Patient dedication to that job that we've been hired to do. Patience. It's there. It, we, we get the reward when we continue on patiently. Well, the same principle then, in an even more important way, is what we're trying to understand and grasp and then put into practice in our Christian lives. God has heaven waiting for us. And we've, we've, we've studied before, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more crying, no more dying. That's what heaven is like. Bliss. Wonderful life. But Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Now, the crown of life means a home in heaven, eternal life. But he says, be faithful until death. That's the principle of patience as we continue to live our life as Christians, continually, consistently, dedicated faithful, patient faithfulness. Our time is just about up today, so we're going to stop and park here. We'll finish up this study next time on patience and how it is such a central characteristic to our faithfulness to God as Christians, to our dedication to him as we live the Christian life. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much. And oh, how we thank you for being so patient with us. Please continue to be patient and please guide us. Help us to see our need to develop more and more patient dedication to you in our lives and patience with other people around us as we live before them as Christians. Help us, Father, to ultimately See the reward in our personal lives of patient dedication to you. Please forgive us, gracious Father. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.